Hey, man. Hey, dude. Can you hear me? Uh-huh. I got a surprise for you. Oh, no. The fedora's back. Oh, come on. That's worse than Rondo. I found it. Why? <laughs> Welcome to The Lake Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined, as always, by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, I don't think you've seen this story, which is a really rare thing. So two rare things have already happened today. One, you didn't well, usually... read Byron. You no, and because you you told me that it was going to be a shorter show, and so yeah. I didn't want to sure. take up more of your valuable time. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then the other thing, so this story here uh, is about the Suns. Have you seen this? No, I don't think I've I haven't seen anything about the Suns today. Right. So unless t- you're just like you're just now happening upon the goat poop story. Wait, that's not new today. That's not new today. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not okay. It. That's not it. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. No, but this this happened – this is a tweet from 1044 a.m. this morning, okay? Okay. From uh, Evan Sidery. I believe he hosts Locked On Suns, I think. Mm-hmm. be a funny way to find out he doesn't. Uh, but he, tw- he tweets out, TJ Warren has officially been ruled out of tomorrow's finale in Dallas. After missing the final 33 games of the season with ankle soreness, Warren wind up uh, five more three attempts short – of earning an extra $250,000. So I have a couple questions here. One, how sore would your ankle have to be to skip out on two hundred and fifty grand? Oh, it would have to not be attached. But I'm also a blogger. So, <laughs> like... But I don't know if, like, TJ... Is TJ Warren, like, of of the import to just say, like, I'll make up two hundred fifty. dollars I, I highly doubt this was up to him. We've heard of many teams coming up with yeah. kind of chicanery to deny players bonuses before. Well, that Although was my... I would never imply that the Suns are cheap and would do that. Right, That's well, just... I, I, well, I'm going to. Do you, like, I, I kind of sort of feel like this was Robert Sarver being like, you know... We, you guys suck this year. You don't get a it's bonus. like, how much extra? No, bench him. <laughs> and send him a goat. <laughs> I'm just shocked, dude. Like, all right, so if this is up to TJ Warren, does his, like, wife know? Because Jen would mur- – Mia would murder you. Jen would murder me if I just said, yeah, I could have made 250 k extra by playing in this game and not making yeah, but by you the way. Understand. They're also they're of different financial means and again, I highly doubt this was his his decision. Well, what if it was though? Like does he think... do you think he knows about the incentive? I would imagine probably. Imagine if he just found out about that incentive right now. Like if he comes back like, and actually, plays my tomorrow. ankle's good to go. I don't know what the what the medical staff is saying. <laughs> Like, if he finds out about this, like, via this tweet, right, and he just plays tomorrow, like, that, that no, means there's no he way found... that someone's agent wouldn't tell them about this. Man, I, I wonder if the agent's also pissed, because the agent misses out on 15% to 250k. Yeah. Yep, that's that's a more meaningful percentage for the agent. Yeah, I, there's so, I don't know. I found this story really fascinating, because, like, I just, I couldn't picture... So what would what would be the equivalent do you think to us of two hundred and fifty k two hundred and fifty dollars? No, I'm not that poor. Um, like two twenty five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred dollars. Maybe twenty five thousand, depending on how much he's making. Well, he's no, like a that'd rookie, be like right. No, he's no, not. yeah, twenty five thousand would actually be 
a That'd significant be- chunk of my salary. So, <laughs> so two twenty five two twenty five hundred dollars, I think, is what we, what it would be to the two of us. So for yeah. twenty five hundred dollars, all you had to do, dude, you don't even have to go out there and make five threes. It's attempt five three pointers. Anthony, I would be done with that by the first quarter. <laughs> I don't think I would even run sets. Like, I would just go and steal the ball from the point guard. <laughs> yeah. Chucking it from half court. Like, <laughs> the only five heaves he shoots on the entire year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm already, I'm already playing through injury for not $250,000. So, <laughs> this is supposed to be a Lakers podcast. Though. I don't know. I just found this interesting. All right. All right. Well, anyway, I'm really well, glad you on. led with it so that we lost like 90 percent of our. I don't audience think we did. I think one. they found that interesting, too. OK. All I right. So. Let's let's see. Tweet well, at us if you found that interesting or if you made it this far. <laughs> All right. Today's show, we're going to talk about Jamario Jones, who has burst onto the scene, not just on the court, but with his off with his with his press conferences, which have been fantastic. Uh, we are not doing a Byron chapter because Harrison, again, did not read. And uh, I was very busy. I was at Disneyland on Saturday. We are the last podcast you guys will hear before the Lakers tip off their final game. So Harrison and I are going to look back on the season that was uh, the experience of covering LeBron James, this specific team, uh, this front office, the way that we went about this, all that good stuff. So we're going to look back on the year that was. Uh, That'll be fun to do as well. Let's start, though, with Jamario Jones, who is like a weird cross, I think, between... We, what were all the names that came up? Like six five eight Ed Davis. Yeah, somebody said six five. We aren't gonna we aren't gonna reveal names for no. these comps, but we were just spitballing in here. And somebody said six five Ed Davis. Yep. Um, the, the, I know Javale McGee. Actually, I will reveal a name. Has twice compared him to Tony Allen during post game press conferences, an and one. he's not the only person that I've heard make that comparison. Yeah. Uh, I, to me, the one that like you and I actually had the same conclusion because I was talking about the uh, to this. Uh, with someone else the other day. And then you came up with the same conclusion in Slack of David Nawaba, which like, it's not the same because Nawaba's bigger. And I think he's a better defender. Uh, but like, but Jones is a better rebounder and he like, he's a little undersized. So like, they aren't exactly the same thing, but like they're the same in broad strokes of that. They succeed because like one, they're trying so hard and two, because they have like undervalued skills that don't go picked up by metrics as much. And like they don't exactly look the part for the kind of like their stats don't seem real even in the G League because you're like, well, this six five guy like he wouldn't be getting 10 rebounds in the NBA. There's no way. Right. 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 And then all of a sudden against Rudy Gobert and the Jazz, he gets 50, he gets 16. He was the first Laker, not not Laker center, the first Laker since they started tracking starts to get 16-plus rebounds in his first career start, which is kind of incredible. And I told him about that. I thought that was incredible. So I told him about that after the game. I asked him if he had any reaction. He's like, not really. You know, I've been doing this down in the G League, so, like, this is just a bigger stage. And I was like, all right, good for you. Uh, He also has, like, a Dennis Rodman vibe to him. I could kind of see that a little bit. I mean, he's a lot smaller and slighter. Yeah. Um, No, I— Rodman had a good Rodman had a good like I would say two or three inches on him. Yeah. Uh and and obviously like I'm not talking about the wedding dresses and and the Carmen Electras. Do you want a fun Dennis Rodman story? I don't know if you've heard this one before. I don't know if I have. Uh Dennis Rodman was walked in on by Carmen Electra with two Oh, I have heard this story. Two yeah. women in his bed. <laughs> and he said they fell through the ceiling. <laughs> and then repatched the ceiling. 
Yep. <laughs> they were all repatching the ceiling together. That's why they were so sweaty. <laughs> drywall, noted drywall, worker of drywall, Dennis Rodman. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of liked it. Uh, Addy Joseph and Ben Rosales were having a conversation about that yesterday. Uh, but like you said, I, it's just, I just it's, think he's just breathed life into the end of the season. Like I, I don't, I know that uh, I know the show Tiempo guys that are going to be with you tomorrow have been really banging the banging the tanking drum. They discovered Tankathon this year, so that's been like a new thing for them. <laughs> I, I've been. I, I mean, uh, respect to Jordan and Alex because, like, that is a perspective uh, that is shared by a lot of fans. I know Christian and also probably that objectively right. It's objectively smarter. Yeah. For me personally, though, I can't bring myself to care whatsoever. No. I'm so tired of the tanking thing. Like, we, I've been covering it this like my entire Lakers career is the tank down the end of the stretch of the season, and like. If we can watch, and my stance was honestly the same on this when the young guys, like the the young core, would go off down the stretch of games and people would get upset and like they'd win a couple. It's like, okay, if your young core is leading you to wins, then that's a good thing. Yeah. This isn't quite the same thing because yeah. Jones is going to get probably the the Thomas Bryant, David Nwaba memorial of like getting cut so that they can give an extra 500000 to KCP. Um, but <laughs> Or TJ like, Warren. Yeah, or oh yeah, they got they got to make good for him for uh, for what the Suns did, but like I so I don't know that this is as meaningful long term. It's just been fun, and it's like especially with the way that the lottery odds have flattened a lot. Like I don't know, I, I just for me it's been fun to watch like a team that actually tries and like seems to like each other and like want to play well for each other and. You know, I don't know. It's just it's it's been fun to watch a bunch of guys like play the right way is a cliche, but it's been fun to watch guys who are actually like trying and like don't hate each other and all that. That's been kind of nice. It's been weird how muted that conversation, the anti-tanking versus the tanking conversation has been. Neither side is like, oh, we got to go. Yeah, I think the lottery odds flattening. It's that LeBron's on the team now. So neither side is like both sides are kind of like. Well, like they aren't going to drop down to number one right. or anything like like if you're within the top five, then the tanking conversation becomes a lot louder because your team has been bad the whole year. And because it's like your only hope for the future. The Lakers are not pinning their feet. Even if the Lakers got a top five pick, I'm not confident they wouldn't trade it. So like the the future is free agency and trades and whatever. And so I think that's part of it, too, is people are like, I'm not going to get super invested in like rooting to get. You know, uh, not Zion, but like one of these like top two, three, four, five guys because they're not going to be on the team anyway, most likely. Yeah, that unless they get the top pick, which would that would. Uh, Although Rich Paul continues to bring you know potential future and current clutch clients with him to the courtside seats, so you know we're probably getting a preview of who the who the draft pick is going to be. I had somebody ask on the iTunes thing uh, on the iTunes for Locked On Lakers if uh, who like which. Michigan State player is probably going to be a Laker I saw, next year. I saw that in your when I was editing your podcast info this morning. <laughs> what do you think Magic has watched more of the the last like month or so? Michigan State or the Lakers? It's got to be the Lakers. I mean, come on. right? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, most likely the Lakers. I would say. Is that is that what you hope? No, I don't. I don't. I don't personally care. But like, it's, it's what I hope. It's definitely what I hope. But it's not. I don't think I could honestly say. Like, I wouldn't bet honestly, either way. Why, like, you must. You must really not like him to wish like this basketball. Well, I guess they've been more fun the last couple of weeks. But do you think he knows who Jamario Jones is? Yeah, he knows who he is. Come on, <laughs> most likely. <laughs> 
All right, let's segue on over. I, I, I've i really no, enjoyed but I, I the, think, the... Long story short, I think Jones has been really fun. Yeah. I think it's been fun to watch like the young guys and have something fun and positive to talk about. And then now we can talk about the rest of it. <laughs> the way I kind of put it, the difference between the, 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 the South Bay Lakers going about trying to earn their first contract is there's an innocence to it, right? They may not even necessarily be right. When they say that they're going to earn their next deal based off of team success, uh, they're probably wrong. Actually, well, also you got to remember, like for those fringe guys, that kind of thing is more important. Like, how do you fit into my? Like, can you fit in, and will you do whatever role I ask yeah. you to do? Like, that's more of a consideration when you're signing a guy to your fifteenth or fourteenth or even sixteenth and seventeenth in the case of two way guys right. roster spots. Like that's more of a consideration for that than it is for like guys one through ten where it's like, okay, well, hopefully we can fit him into our system, but he's really talented. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I think that'll that ties a knot on it. Uh, let's look back on the season. It was a weird one. So I'll put it this way, and I was trying to figure out a way to to, to phrase this. This season, I have you and I both. This is our first year where this was a career for us, right? Like this was a full time gig. Uh, we didn't have anything else to do, and then <laughs> yeah, didn't have anything else to do. I'm, I, you know, I was going that to we school were paid this for, whole year. That we were paid for. You're, okay, yeah, I, I, I did other things. Okay, such as I'm about to, well, not about to, but I, I have a kid on the way. Like this was congrats this on the is, sex. This is <laughs> thank you, thank you. It was fun. Uh, not for Jen. Um, but like, I think for... I'm isolating that clip for sure. That's like <laughs> that's going to be the Twitter preview for tomorrow's show. <laughs> Just be like but, it went off the rails a little bit. Like the 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 season itself, like this year, this confined space of my life has been incredible. This season, though, covering this team has been the drag of all drags. It's been tough, man. Yeah. Um. This <laughs> this has not been fun. Um. Yeah. Like, despite what Sports Illustrated, I'm sure, like, considered doing as the cover to uh, tell us about this, like, LeBron Lakers season. But maybe they'll do that with, like, they'll have him and, like, whoever, like, Caruso. Kemba Walker, like, reenact no, it. Caruso. Next, yeah, Caruso. <laughs> in the Nashville. Um, no, I, I just, this has not been good. Like, I thought, I, w- I remember last summer, you and I talking about this. Like, oh, wow. Like, we actually get to cover a competitive basketball team. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers are going to finish with what's their record at now are they going to finish with like like equal to the I amount of no wins idea. maybe i have even last... looked i thought you were pulling it up right now i was trying to filibuster no but... well my my computer wouldn't even be able to pull it up right now because of skype okay well i i think like they're they're going to finish with around the amount of wins that they had last season and like i know that lebron missed a lot i know that like the injuries are probably the biggest factor in why this team fell apart because no team can survive that kind of injuries to their core players there were other flaws that doesn't gloss over the other flaws but to me the injuries are still the biggest thing i just don't think again we've talked about this before they can't look at it that way as like that this was the only problem they have to look at the other problems that they had mm-hmm. that made those injuries so much worse and more impactful but but they probably wouldn't have survived. Like even if they put shooters on this team, like they're actually going to finish with more wins. So congrats to them. Thirty, they, they're at thirty-seven right now. Oof. So, um, yeah, just barely beat the buzzer. And um, now Magic knows who Jamario Jones is. So um, 
I don't know. For me, I just anticipated like that. I knew that there were going to be rumors at the trade deadline. I knew that there was going to be, you know, some drama because every team that LeBron goes to, there's more drama. And part of that is just like the increased media spotlight. There's more people digging for tidbits and information and whatever that like. Like the Pacers, the reason we don't hear about any Pacers drama is because there's like two reporters that cover that team. Yeah, and, and like so, three fans, like two of them are fans. Yeah, the two of that. God, <laughs> they go to the arena every day with like their. No, I don't want. I don't want to disparage. Them <laughs> no, so, I'm kidding. Yeah, they sure. probably have some of them. Reporters. Some of them do good work. Um, I just like it, there's not this much spotlight, so that's part of the reason for the increased drama because it's the Lakers plus LeBron and all that stuff, but. I don't know, man. It was just like, I, I think even when accounting for all that context, this was inordinately more miserable than I thought it would be. It was just, there was no part, there was almost no part of this was the, that was fun. I, I, I would, I'd put it this way. We got all the things that we knew we were going to get, right? The the drama, the the passive aggressiveness, the coach stuff, the personnel stuff. We knew we were going to get all that stuff. But we didn't also get the fun basketball. <laughs> yeah, which, there, which there like you go. Seems I think important. That's probably it. It's like, <laughs> like if you're getting, like if the team's winning, then it's a, it's a lot more fun. And like if it's just like competent basketball and whatever, like I don't really honestly care if like I, I don't care about the end results of individual games that much. But just like to cover a winning team and winning storylines and not once again the drama in the locker room and why things are falling apart and here's why the defense sucks and all that stuff. It's just like it's not fun. Like we yeah. all enjoy basketball regardless of who we root for. And like watching bad basketball for 82 games versus watching good basketball for 82 games is like two different equations. And they didn't play bad, bad basketball for all 82 games. The last couple have been OK. But there was a period from like November to like towards the end of December when LeBron got hurt, when they were really fun and playing well. And so like there were spurts of what it would be like to cover a good team and to get to watch a good team but honestly i'm right there with lakers fans and that like this was this was not fun this was a dispiriting year and you know i think that you know pete always makes sure to point out that they they haven't done any long-term damage yet like the the books are still clean they could still theoretically go get the second max guy this summer and fix everything like that is in it is within the realm of possibility i'm i just have a very hard time being optimistic that this organization is going to do it what if the long-term damage is Magic and Palenka? That's what we can't know. <laughs> right? Like, they're, we talk about the clean books, and yes, they do technically have clean books. But what if, like, the long-term damage or the people is, is Genie Bus? This team, this team has taken a perception hit. And yeah. the thing, the key question, though, to me is, like, how much does reporters and media personalities kind of clowning on the Lakers and talking, like, like writing about like the various things that have went wrong this year and whatever, like across the wide spectrum of things that that creates when there's dysfunction in the organization, how much, how aware, uh, we know Kevin Durant's aware of it because he's like, I think he has an Instagram feed hooked into his brain so mm -hmm. that he could comment on the perceived slight. Um, but outside of him, how much are these free agents aware of the perception change around the Lakers? How much has it lost their, it's luster to them, the chance to play with LeBron, all that stuff. Like, we can't know that for sure. I just have a hard time based on the results on the floor this year watching it. What they're going to have to do is like they're going to have to point to these in injury. This is actually something I'm just thinking about now. But almost just from a public perception standpoint, even if they don't believe it, like they're going to have to point to injuries as the reason why this went wrong at X in interviews just so that they can say like, look, 
you know, we we thought that this team would be good. Like they're only a piece away and a little bit better health. Like we think that you can be that piece, all that stuff. Like they can't be like, well, we screwed up and, you know, we probably should have signed like one shooter or something this summer. <laughs> but, you know, oops. <laughs> I would like a full exit interview just to be like magic sitting down, getting situated, getting his papers all aligned. Palinka's like lining up story after story after story. Magic kind of like pops his collar, sits down, smiles at everybody, says "oops," and then pieces out. <laughs> right? Like that would be great. He just like holds up the Lakers record, and he's like, "Whoopsie." <laughs> Sorry, we'll do better this next time. Uh, let's no take look a... passes crumpled up paper into the crowd and then disappears <laughs> in a cloud of smoke. I want to know. What and that, Rob's that like, "Wow, this reminds says. me of when I saw another great magician on in Las Vegas. His name I forget what the Las Vegas magician's name is. Is but... it David Blaine?" Yeah, David Blaine. There you go. Uh, let's take a quick second here, and when we come back, we're going to continue to to review this season by not just obviously looking back. That's what reviewing is. But, like, how can the experience improve, right? Because nobody wants to just listen to us bitch about, oh, how terrible it is to cover the Lakers. Nobody – everybody no, I, hates like, that. I, again, I want to make it clear. Like, I, yeah. lo- I love my job. There's not a job that I would rather do. And there's it's literally just- a job I can – there is no other job I can do. Yeah, so like I I I am lucky to get to do this job. It's just like I, I'm I'm more saying it from the perspective of like I understand yeah. how the rest of you feel that this has not been fun. Yeah. Like this is not I'm not that detached from like like fandom that like I'm just like yeah I don't care if the basketball sucks. Like this is you know this yeah. is great. I draw a paycheck every month. Like I still want to do cool coverage of the team. And it's just like, it's not as easy to do that about a team that's terrible. Yeah. Or and then nobody really cares about at this point. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick second though. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what reasons we have for optimism, how sure we are about that optimism and, and get you guys ready for the end of, of another Lakers season. <laughs> So where I'll start with optimism is here. Do you have optimism? I – well, I'll phrase it and, le- and I'll, sure I'll let you tell me sure if you think it's optimism. Okay. Well, I'll let you like – you know, if you think it's optimism, it's optimism. If you don't think it is, then that's as close as I can get. Oh, but this should be good to hear. I just can't find it in me to believe that the people associated with this organization, Genie, Magic, Palinka – even Luke or LeBron, like I just find it so hard to believe that they have taken so much egg on their face, such an embarrassing loss this year that they can't somehow look in the mirror and try to find ways that they have to improve. Like I I just, it's, it's, if they cannot do that, then we are just different species altogether. Yeah. And this team is screwed. Yeah. Um, Right. But I like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, a somewhat compelling argument to make. I just, I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. I, well, this year, this year has just getting, just hearing the things that you get to hear about how things go there. It, I I don't want to get more specific than that, but like, it just, it does not, especially over the last like several weeks, it does not give me optimism that this is, 
like and, well run. And how readily available that information is, by the way. It's not yeah. hard. Like you don't have to do a ton of digging to find out that so and so is doing so yeah, and such. Yeah, that they're like not that things are not enjoyable right yeah. now. Um yeah. and maybe haven't been for a while. Right. So I don't know. Like, I think the one reason that you like, honestly, I think I draw, I said this on last week's podcast, but like the best reason for optimism right now is that LeBron James has like a Space Jam 2 slush fund and can pay a second superstar out of that yep. to um, bring them aboard. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I know Windhorse reported that like he was having a hard time nailing down uh, like a s- second star for Space Jam 2, which is objectively a hilarious report. It is. Like just like not to not to disparage his information. That's just funny that we're reporting on that. And that like, yeah. no, man, LeBron can't land free agents anywhere. Um, Who do you think leaked that? Like what? I have no idea. That, it, it was interesting to me, though. Um, but <laughs> like, like KD's the, the, out there like he can't get anybody. But I got to tell you about this. Snapchat, he keeps Instagram DMing me. He's like, hey, KD, think about how cool it would be. And I'm just like, I don't even like the Looney Tunes. All like, I care about is basketball. Like KD's like, have you seen the people I've gotten for boardroom? LeBron's not touching that. Yeah. He's trash talking him like a television executive. Yeah. <laughs> so, like we're getting we're getting executive to executive trash talk. No, I, I think. Like we had similar reports about like LeBron was lukewarm on the Lakers at this time. Maybe not at this time last year, a little earlier than that. I think by this time it was mm-hmm. starting to look more – the winds were starting to change more towards the Lakers. But what I'm saying is that these things are not known until they're known, until they're fact. Yeah. Uh, so like – and until it's closer to the date. So like that that could still happen and that's like a half sarcastic reason for optimism. But it's also like that could be a real reason for optimism. Mm-hmm. Um I think that like the the no long term damage to the long term books yet is a reason for optimism because that means that theoretically you can sign a guy or you can trade a guy into that space and all that stuff. Um, I think that Lonzo showing how valuable he is for this team by when he went down, that was like when the total collapse happened. Like yeah. LeBron James' absence factored into that and him still being injured and all that and the trade deadline and all that stuff. Those were all factors. Mm-hmm. But Lonzo, I think, honestly, comes out of the season looking pretty good, like other than health wise, like Mm -hmm. because you aren't sure if you can rely on him to stay healthy. But if he can stay healthy, you're starting to see the impact that he can make. And the same thing goes to Ingram, goes for Ingram. Like it it sounds like his stock may not be as high around the league. Uh, Windhorse actually said that on Jazz's show the the last Thursday or Mm -hmm. when it was Wednesday or Thursday. Um, He actually (laughs) said and. So, but at the same time, Ingram was playing the best basketball of his career. So if he can, if this procedure, which it sounds like, should alleviate the problem, if this can, then all of a sudden you do have a pretty promising young core. You didn't get to see them with LeBron as often as you'd like, but they're still good, theoretically good assets and trades. Maybe not enough for Anthony Davis with all the bad blood there, but they're theoretically good assets for that. And they're theoretically the types of young players that you'd want on a contending team because they play somewhat winning basketball. Mm-hmm. And especially Ingram seemed to figure out how to fit with LeBron towards the end there. And really like that light bulb seemed to click on. So like there are things to take hope from this season. They were just so much more sporadic, I think, than any of us thought they would be. Yeah, there's no tangible reason. Right. Like other yeah. than Le- there's there's like, like projection reason. Yeah, there's there's reasons that like if you look at them in the proper there's angle like, and in the right light. Yet. Yeah, yes. like this <laughs> this could work out, right? There's there's no tangible reason. There's no hard line concrete other than having LeBron on the team. 
Like Le- yeah. LeBron, LeBron it's is like the... when I it's like when I accidentally leave my gas on before starting the grill up for like a little too long and I go to light it with the lighter and I'm like, this theoretically hasn't lit me on fire yet. And yeah. then you singe off one of your eyebrows. <laughs> uh, that explains why your your glasses are covering one eye. Uh, well, no, this was a while ago. This was like back in high school that I that actually did happen to me. Yeah, uh, I was wondering why it smelled funny out there, and then I just like I lit the lighter lighter and found out real quick. <laughs> Lost like half which an is, eyebrow, which is crazy considering like how how high up you are. Yeah, yeah, you know my my mom's friend that was supposed to be like you know hanging out with us that like thought it was hilarious. I'm like Michelle, I could have been on fire, and she just was like laughing. I would have found it hilarious too. Yeah, I mean, it, I... like it's objectively funny, but I could have died so. <laughs> Uh, other reasons for optimism, I think here are that, so I talked a a little bit earlier about Magic Johnson and, and everybody taking the L's that they took, but like, this is the closest Magic has been to a team that had expectations, right? Like this is- I'm going to be very interested to see his tone and tenor at exit interviews. Yeah. It's going to be something like, he better show up like angry, right? Like if he does, if he does the typical, like. I'm Magic Johnson kind of thing. Like, we're really... Well, even the I'm Magic Johnson, that was, like, almost angrily delivered. It was like, how dare you doubt me? I'm Magic Johnson. This isn't scary to me. (laughs) But I've recruited many free agents before. I do think, though... So, Magic in that... Remember that one? We haven't broken that one down yet. The the Las Vegas one where he was talking about, like, why he built the team the way that he built it, right? And he was yeah. talking about all these antiquated narratives of, about the way the NBA goes and the way playoff basketball is played and all these things. Yeah, well, no, he, are... I think I think he said that like he watched all the teams with shooting get eliminated from the playoffs, other than you know the best shooting team ever, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think so. Those are things that you say when you are detached from the league for long enough, right? And and even though he was, you know, technically in charge of the, the last two years before that, it was mostly just kind of treading water, clearing the books so that you could really start to build hands on this that, you know, starting last summer. He has now been he has now seen the way the modern NBA, the way basketball is played in the modern NBA. And he took the aforementioned L's that I, I that I we talked about a second ago. And I, I think that, you know, again, this is projection. This is hoping but the hope here is that he's look he he goes through all of that, understands okay yeah I screwed up, and and atones for that mistake not necessarily in the exit interviews by talking about you know things that he would have done differently because we 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 pretty much know that's not coming, right yeah uh, but if he does it through action right he can say all the stuff about injuries all he wants come come time for that stuff, but when it actually comes down to how are you going to build next year's team? He has this experience to lean on and hopefully learn from. And I think that's a reason to to at least have a little bit of, if not optimism, there's a, there's a light there at the end of the tunnel that you can maybe point to. I think this is the rare time when you might be more optimistic than me. I'm trying to give the, – the segment is give reasons for optimism. I know. I just don't have that many. Yeah, I know. Me neither. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I think we've listed them, and then now it's like it's up to the Lakers front office to go and deliver on those things, and LeBron to go uh, to some degree, like as a free agency recruiter, a little bit uh, to go and deliver on these things because they they have like the tools for greatness and for fixing this are there. 
they just have to be able to utilize them and execute. And if they can't, then, you know, like I think that this like regime may be looking different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, if this we're on we're in agreement on this one. Right. So if, if Magic walks away from this upcoming offseason with nobody, not even Kemba, not even Boogie, not even Jim, Jimmy Walker, if he Jimmy walks Bob. away, what I say? It's a Jimmy Walker, isn't that oh. a? Oh, Johnny no, Walker. Johnny Walker was what I was. Yeah. No, you know what? I, you know why I said that? Because they have Johnny Walker White that I'm really interested to try. Get at us, Johnny that's... Walker, sponsor the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but like, do you think so? If they walk away from 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 free agency with nobody, like not not even trading for anybody. Like if they trade for somebody, that's not what we were promised. That's not what Laker fans and they promised everybody. If they walk away from from free agency with nobody, should they see the beginning of next season? Rephrase the question. So if they, so we've, if they should go, they be in charge if they don't get anyone? Yeah, if they don't get anybody at all in free well, that agency. Was sort of what he alluded to last year when he right. was talking about like his timeline. So I don't really know what that would mean. I don't understand why Lakers president of basketball operations continue to give themselves timelines to execute their <laughs> plans. It's just like, you don't see other teams do this. No. I don't know. There's just like, no, you're right. You're right. That's why I'm laughing. Like Danny, I don't know. Just like Danny Ainge isn't out here. Like I'm going to get like a, another star. Like you're supposed to be increasing your job security by like saying like, oh, there's a plan and we're going to execute it and being like very nebulous. You know what about the difference when, there is, right? This is employee 101. This is like when I when I told my bosses they had they have like long term goals for me and I'm like, yep, that's probably within range in five years. And then I accidentally did it the first year. And so like I'm whoa there, whoa 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 whoa. Weird flex, dude. But don't don't talk about doing that stuff. Say yeah, like I'm we're just, still like years away. Well, no, but they know they have access to the same metrics I do. So now I'm like, I don't know what I can do with like and promise them it's like improvement now. It's like it can only go downhill. Um, <laughs> no, I here's here's why they do that. Here's why Magic does that. Here's why Jim Buss did that. There's a certain hubris you get when you're a made man and you know you're a made man. Jim Buss was a was like I'm sure Mitch Kupchak wasn't all that thrilled to find out that Jim Buss gave himself a timeline of three years. Yeah, he probably read he p- picked up the LA Times that day and was just like, "Wait, what?" He said, "What now, Jim? What are you doing? Why? Yeah, why, Jim?" But then, so you go from you go from that and then to Magic. I'm sure Polinko probably wasn't thrilled to hear Magic say he's on the shorter timeline, right? Yeah. He gave himself two years. So I'm sure, like those, those are things that you do. Like Danny Ainge isn't a made man. Uh, even Daryl Morey, when he was hired, wasn't a made man. Sam Hinkie wasn't one. Like all these guys who get hired to these positions aren't typically made people, and as such, they operate as typical employees. Magic isn't yeah. the typ- typical employee. Yeah, and uh, to some degree, neither was Jim Buss. So right, no, to a huge yeah. degree, he was to. The bosses. He wasn't son. a made man in the same way, but he was the owner of the team and still is. So yeah. So like he didn't. What did Jim Buss miss out on by like now he gets to just exist? He doesn't even have to work, and he makes the same amount of money he was making before. Probably yeah. Yeah. Get at me, Jim Buss. Teach me your ways. I'll be your chaz. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Lake Show. This was fun. Uh, like I said earlier. This is the last thing you're you're gonna hear before the end of the Lakers season, unless you listen Wait, to. The- so, what well, one thing that we should 
probably touch on real quick is the like like since we aren't going to be around until next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. D- do you think Luke Walton is still the coach when we um, when we podcast next Tuesday? I. So up until this weekend, Saturday. yeah, up until well, no, not that, not just that, but okay. up until like the last week or so, I would have said. Hundred percent, no chance whatsoever, none whatsoever. But a couple things: one, him winning with the team that, and beating the teams that he's beating. By the way, the Clippers yeah. are trying to win those games. The Utah Jazz are trying to win those games, and he's beating them with G leaguers, right? Yeah. So, like, that's something that Jeannie Bus, who was looking for any reason whatsoever yep. to keep him around, remember she referred to him basically as a son, right? Yeah. She, I mean, she stopped a step short of that. But, yeah. Yeah. But so so she's looking for any reason whatsoever not to fire this guy. And now she has some semi-plausible reasons, right? So I think you got that going on. And then, you know, I, I just – the same logic that Magic might want to use as an excuse for why he might try to retry some of these experiments that he did last year can, can be applied to Luke. And now may, may, maybe Magic doesn't operate in in logic. Maybe he doesn't. That's not how he looks at th- things. But you know, I, I just think I think he gets fired. But it's less of a sure thing than I thought before the Lakers beat the Clippers. Yeah, I'm. I'm at like probably sixty forty that he get like sixty yeah. he gets fired like forty he doesn't. Yeah. Um and I, I used to think yeah. that it was going to happen like right after the uh the like the last tomorrow's game or mm-hmm. tonight's game. But I actually like I remembered that they made Byron go through exit interviews last time too. Yeah. And it's like why would they want to answer questions about the coaching search and all that stuff during a time that they're mandated to be available to the media? So if they're going to let him go, they'd probably make him go through that whole process and do it or like Friday afternoon news dump or something. Yeah. They also like, but I don't. I don't know. I'm no longer like. I don't, I no longer think that it's like a sure thing. He's guaranteed under contract next year, right? Yeah. The Lakers being cheap helps him. Can you imagine if they extended him? Well, they kind of have to. You can't just have a lame duck coach. Let him coach the whole year. This year is a lame duck. He's already used to it. Yeah, but he was under contract for another yeah, couple of years. Yeah, come on, like, come on. They it didn't matter. Like, it's still it's the same thing. It's not quite the same thing because we look. We're Magic finding out that the Lakers like just might be cheap over the bench, like stand behind it like this, like with an axe <laughs> over his head behind Luke the, the entire season. season. <laughs> but yeah, just he had a cock back. He was like he was like doing like the thumb thing from Gladiator. Yeah, um, like the whole like all like probably the last seventy games. He was like he did everything but that. So I, I don't know. They really tell like they made him basically as much of a lame duck as yeah. you'd be in most situations if you were in the last year of your contract. But by so, definition, he isn't a lame duck in the last year of his contract. Yeah, but still, like on a team of mercenaries that don't have like any like you know necessarily allegiance to him. Yeah, they put him in about as untenable of a situation. Like yeah, as I'm, you not, could be. And, I'm not and, disputing yeah, that. I'm not. I'm not glossing over that Luke Walton made mistakes this year yeah. too. Um, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I have become, you know, less convinced that it is a sure thing that he's gone. Yeah, me too. Me too. Those wins have been loud, dude. And, and not yeah. just loud, not just loud from the perspective of 
you know, what you and I are talking about, but loud in the actual building. Yeah. Like they fans were really behind them. I've I've been there. I've I was there last night. They yeah. were out Alex Caruso got brief MVP chance. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. It was like it was just the section behind me. It wasn't the whole arena. But did you cry? Um, it was Huh? Did you cry a little bit? I, I felt like they were for me on some level too. <laughs> I just like I don't know. He's he's really showed me that like you know, it doesn't matter what your hairline is. You can do anything. Can I ask you, is he your height? He's a little taller. A little he's like taller. about a, he's about an inch taller than me. That's interesting. And his Man. hairline's still a little better than mine, I'm going to be honest. So. Is it really? Well, he does the push forward thing. You do the push back thing. It's uh, Yeah, you know, I've, I've been thinking about like going to that move, like just pushing it forward mm-hmm. again and seeing if like that buys me another couple of years before I have to <laughs> shave it off, but... Maybe him and I will talk this summer. <laughs> it is weird. We're in, we're heading into 2020 next year, and we don't have any better options for follically challenged people. Well, I mean, unless a sponsor were to get at us and tell us, you know, how I could regrow my hair. So just leaving that out there. I think they're one of my sponsors. Yeah, just don't say any names because they didn't pay us for this show. So yeah, no, I'm not going to. All right. That'll do it for this episode of The Lake Show for for – Harrison and myself were signing off saying that hosting this show was fun. Being able to have a show again uh, with you, Harrison, has been a blast this year. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we weren't positive that that was going to be the, be the case heading into it, so that was kind of nice. Uh, and I look forward to, to growing the show and this entire network. So thank you guys for those of you who, who followed us over here to this, to this platform. Uh, we look forward to continuing to improve it heading into the off season and heading into next year and the years to come. But, but yeah. Yeah. Subscribe to the rest of the shows. They've been fun. Like Sabrina and Sasha had a fun show on the events of the weekend yesterday. And, uh, Jordan and Alex are going to either like have probably like a on air meltdown. If the Lakers (laughs) win tomorrow's game or, um, like, you know, like, or just really celebrate if they lose it. So like, and their show's really fun too. So I think they're, I think the Lakers are pretty much in the 11 spot. I don't think it really matters what they do. I hope that's not true because I'm actually looking forward to their reaction. <laughs> now, what would be fun is if, like, the things that needed to happen for the Lakers to pop back into the top ten do, and then the Lakers lose. That's when you'll get the reaction you're hoping for. You mean one? One, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah at this point, I'm just rooting for whatever entertains me most. <laughs> Nothing matters. <laughs> and then we die. <laughs> <laughs>